0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VCN.
3: We're gonna need a foot doctor on a Saturday morning as we welcome you in. The big guy, Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. We were just talking, I know this will shock you, longtime listeners and viewers of the Lombardi Line. We were actually talking about the 76ers before the show started we, and Joel Embiid's foot. Michael Lombardi, good morning.
4: I'm very concerned about it. In fact, I'm, I, I usually, on Saturday mornings, I always come to the Borgata. And and Howard Eskin, local Philadelphia personality, he has the show down there. He's got a full buffet, breakfast. If you mm. need eggs, French toast, whatever you Just need, like he's you got do. it right there. No, yeah, exactly. Just like I do, right? So, so uh, I always walk by his little cantina over there. I don't touch any of his food. No, I won't. Uh, even Justin over here doesn't touch it. And then we discuss the Joel Embiid MVP candidacy, which – Makes tremendous sense for me, considering, what are they, a six seed? Most MVPs have their team at a six seed. So, and then he's got foot soreness, so he's missed some few games. So uh, uh, prayers and well wishes are sent to the great one. You
3: are taken care of there, just like Howard Eskin, and you are ready to go on a big-time Saturday. How are we feeling today? It is the last weekend uh, of the regular love- season. Got a doubleheader
4: today. I love Saturday football. I mean, there's no, and I love Saturday. No way. Start the little late football. Like, start at 4 o'clock. I can go home. I could do a little writing, do some things, and then get into the game and, and see it. I, I think both these teams, I, I think the Raiders will try to play as well as they can play for the team that they have currently. You know, we know that there are a lot of injuries on their team defensively. We'll see Jarrett Stidham play another game. Uh, And then I think uh, ultimately the night game. We get a playoff game. We really start the playoffs tonight at 8 o'clock. It's a playoff game. Now, you may not like the game. You may not like both either team. But it's a playoff game because winner gets in. Yep, you nailed it.
3: 11 of the 14 spots filled for the postseason. Six teams in the NFC have locked it up. Five teams in the AFC. We're going to start off Kansas City-Vegas. Vegas Vegas all of a sudden has a little bit of good juice uh, surrounding the organization. Kansas City of course can wrap up the one seed. They're laying nine, nine and a half in Vegas. And then I don't know why you say that about the matchup. I'm actually fired up about Tennessee and Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got a little juice now across the league because it's a young team. A team that really has started to play well in the second half of the season. They're laying six and a half hosting Tennessee.
4: Yeah, I know. I love the matchup, and I love the fact that we're going to get a chess game in, inside the game. I love Vrabel taking the approach of, hey, look, we got 10, ga- 10 days to to move forward. You know, from the, gave Joshua Dobbs some reps, got him mm-hmm. going. Now he game plans. He knows what they're going to do. And then how Doug Peterson reacts to it. I think there's really going to be – the chess game within the chess game. So I'm looking forward to it. I really am, Patrick. I think it'll be fun. And I do think these, you know, Jacksonville, as I wrote about in early in early September, Jacksonville has the most talented team in the South. There's no doubt. And, and, and partly it stems from being with that quarterback, right? So they have the quarterback and – and then they've got some really good skill around. When Calvin Ridley shows up next year, assuming he becomes the Calvin Ridley, which I think was a great trade by Trent Baalke to make, to get this player with two more years on a contract at very economic value to add to, this, to the receiving core that he has to go with the, the, with the, the skill players, I think they could be a really good team. They need to improve defensively, but this is a good team. And they were playing better defensively earlier in the year. They kind of hit a wall. They turned it over. Peterson stopped being analytically going for it on fourth down. So I like their team. I really do. And I think the quarterback was sensational in the last time they played against Tennessee. He's going to have to be that way today as well.
3: Okay. Two games today, 14 tomorrow, a win you're in with the Titans-Jags. We're going to start off with the Chiefs-Raiders. But before we do, shouldn't we take a step back here? We've got two hours. Shouldn't we take a step back and take a deep breath? Because if you think about it, we're sitting here January 7th, Saturday. Saturday. Look what happened on Monday, and look how much has transpired since Monday. Let's start with Mar Hamlin, okay? Remarkable recovery. The biggest concern, and Michael, you talked to a doctor friend of yours, the biggest concern was going to be neurological. Was, was he going to snap once he woke up, and the fact that he has now— everything's kind of come together yesterday or was it yesterday or two days ago, Michael, where he was space timing with his teammates. He was giving them the heart sign. He was giving them the flex sign. I mean, we should start and then we'll move on. But the best news of the week, Damar Hamlin is making a recovery here
4: yeah and zoomed you know he zoomed with his with his teammates which really uplifted the buffalo team and along with the buffalo community uh so i think that was tremendous and we've come a long way in a week now we can complain about how everything's going to get seated. to me that's insignificant it's this young man is on the road to recovery every day he'll get stronger and hopefully soon he'll be able to leave the hospital and and resume whatever life he can lead after this does that mean he can he play football i don't know but like the doctor said he He's won the game of life.
3: Michael, also, there's another byproduct of this. All of a sudden, a team in Buffalo that was, and you can tell they're, enti- they're a really closely knit team, that was completely overwhelmed by the situation, all of a sudden comes out on the other end with a renewed purpose. You see what I'm saying here? Like yeah. they're, this, they're completely inspired by what's happened, and this is a team that all of a sudden becomes already dangerous, even more dangerous because of the extra motivation here.
4: No doubt. And, I mean, they are dangerous. I mean, and they have always played New England extremely well. I mean, the last time they lost to New England was in Buffalo with the win game, and they were – they, they kind of, since that game, Buffalo's changed their mentality of how they want to handle the football offensively. But, yes, I, I think this is great motivation. Look, they're going to have to play well. Right? You've got a lot of inspired players, but inspiration leads you to focus and concentration. It doesn't lead you to win. They're going to have to still play well, and I think they will.
3: In the wake of Monday's cancellation with the Bills-Bengals, two modifications made yesterday – and we should just quickly touch on it the neutral site for the AFC Championship game in some combination Kansas City of course Buffalo and Cincinnati we won't get into the minute minutia of it but just that's the neutral as far as the AFC Championship game also the NFL has given Baltimore a chance to host a wild card game even though they're going to finish behind Cincinnati in division michael if they beat the Bengals yet tomorrow in Cincinnati those two teams they may be scheduled to meet in the wild card round. There's gonna be a coin flip for home fields in that wild card match up against the Ravens and Bengals, if the Ravens were to beat the Bengals tomorrow. So that those are the two yeah. modifications we should mention off the top.
4: Right, and we know this. The Ravens are going with their B squad to Cincinnati. And they know they're gonna go back to Cincinnati again. So, you know, as betters, be really careful here about, you know understanding we saw the line go from 7 to 10. It's come back, back down to 9. We know a lot of people are playing the number, not the game, not the team. So, you know, if you're John Harbaugh, how much do you really show in this game because you know you got to go back? And if you're Cincinnati, how much do you extol in this game because you know Baltimore's coming back? Very interesting game here, you know. It's hard to beat a team twice, and it's hard to beat a team two times in a row when you play them, when you got to go back-to-back. You know, and especially when each team knows each other really well. And it leads down to one question, is Lamar Jackson going to come back? And I keep asking people around the league that question, and and nobody seems to know. that. You know, the treatment, there's been no no on-the-field activity by Lamar. Everything treatment's been done in the training room. He goes in the training room. He goes home. It's back and forth. So I have no answer on if we're going to see Lamar. My instinct says there's no way.
3: Do you think there's tension? Is it a contentious relationship right now with the organization and Jackson, known as such a great kid?
4: I think it's frustration. I think it's frustration. I think there's only one person. To, well, there's one team to blame, and this is the Cleveland Browns. I mean, this all stems from Deshaun Watson's contract. You can, you can, you can get frustrated Correct. all you want, but that's really where it comes from. And I think that's that's the issue here, and it is. It is because of the guarantee that they gave Watson, the unprecedented contract that they gave Watson, the ripple effects is going through the league. And Steve Bashotti, the owner of the Ravens, said it at the time when the contract came up.
3: Okay. Well there it is. Would you like to say anything else about Joel and Bead before we launch officially into the show and we're going to get to Kansas very, City who can I'm wrap up the one seed.
4: I'm very comfortable. I, don't th- I think you're misleading me. I, yeah, <laughs> I think you're frustrated with the team. And I'll, by the way, full
3: disclosure, before the show started, I admitted to you if I had to pull for that team, uh, that would be that's a tall task. Okay, let's oh, do man. it. I know a team that Millie is pulling for and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay? So 6 and 10, I mentioned some positive juice around the Raiders because with all that's happened and historic losses in one-score games and all that, they, they played hard for the coaching staff. There seems to be some good vibes around the team. And here's the situation. Kansas City goes there. They can get the bye uh, as far as the postseason is concerned, they're laying right now nine, nine and a half. Here's the oddity with Kansas City. They're five and oh straight up in division this year, but they're zero and five ATS. We've talked about the theme with Kansas City, right, Michael? They win, but they don't cover. And that's where they sit right now. They've got to cover the nine and a half today in Las Vegas.
4: Yeah. And, and if you go back to week five of the season on the Monday night game where the Raiders really had a great chance to win that game, you know, they played well in that game. They started oh, it off. Yeah. Uh, you know they they had an opportunity. I think they were they, they were up. They, they lo- really where they lost the game was the middle eight. They're up twenty to ten at the half, and by the time they get the ball back again, they were up twenty to three. And by the time they they, they have one drive, and they're now they're down twenty four to ten twenty. Uh, and what killed them in this game here, Patrick, was they did a great job in the field on Kelsey. The Chiefs were 4-for-4 four four in the red zone, and Kelsey caught four touchdown passes, and that was the difference in the game. And so when you break it down, you know, the Raiders averaged 6.8 yards per play. The Chiefs were at 5.3. But this Raider defense then and today are completely different. You know, they don't have Chandler Jones. They don't have Perryman. They've lost Sin the corner. They, they've lost a lot of guys. They're going to play some guys that are not really going to be on the team next year. Going to be a real challenge defensively. Offensively, though, I think they've come to life a little bit. I think that we saw Darren Waller, who they had high hopes for this year. Darren Waller has kind of emerged last week. He kind of got really going uh, with Jarrett Stidham. And, of course, Devontae Adams is so great. And, you know, Mac Collins has done a nice job. So they can attack the outside perimeter of this chief defense. they got to be able to block Chris Jones. handle him inside but last week you know Nick Bosa and the whole 49er group they didn't get a sack now Bosa affected the game with the pressure on Colton Miller but other than that they played fairly well up front
3: okay we'll continue to cap Chiefs Raiders I also have a question for you about Stidham the involvement of Devante Adams who's an all-timer we'll talk about that we'll get Lombardi's line remember We juxtapose Michael's number against the market. So plenty to do. A win you're in with Tennessee and Jacksonville as well. We're just getting started. The theme today, Joel Embiid's foot.
0: at LuckyLandSlots.com.
2: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
4: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VCN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now,
0: once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, pay attention, Michael. Pay attention, Dominic. Jeff Siegel, both from Santa Anita. He's got two plays today. Express Bet, race four, he likes the three horse, Thornhouse at five to two. Race seven, Jeff Siegel has the one horse, Thirsty John, on top at four to one. Bet these races and more at First Bet, V-Syn's preferred horse racing app. Get 10 bucks free when you sign up right now. Also, use the code HORSE200. You get a, on your first deposit, you get a match up to $200. It's a great deal. We love Express Bet, longtime sponsors of the Lombardi line. Go to Visan.com slash horses for details. That's Visan dot com slash horses for details maybe we should start with the expert i know you were facetiming with the squad including dominic yeah. michael lombardi as we welcome you back who does dominic have today at 4 30 my time Wait, what time is the game starting at your time? Is it 4:30 your time, 1:30 my time? Yeah, a little yes, bit later today. 1:30 your right?
4: time, and then we the night game is at 8 o'clock my time, 5 o'clock your time. Yeah, of course he's taking the Raiders and the points. I got the good, Raiders good. sign in there, you know, but he's he's a little too busy to give me any other of his picks. So he's put together a puzzle. So I don't I, I didn't get much more out of him than that. <laughs>
3: that is much more important. It, 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 but I did hear. Does he need a haircut? Is that what's happening with King Dominic? Does he need a haircut? No,
4: I mean, his father needs a haircut. His father's oh, okay. too too gotcha. busy to get a haircut. You know, he just his father. <laughs> gave me the line, you know, time is money. Nobody works harder. So you know, Nobody works harder
3: better. than your boy Mick. Okay, let's yep. get to it. And speaking of Mick, uh, he runs the offense there. And Jarrett Stidham, I thought Stidham was great. I thought the most important yeah. thing for Stidham, what he showed was the ability to stay and also move around the pocket in his first start.
4: Yeah, no doubt. I think and he moved up in the pocket, which is something we don't talk a lot about in, in covering football is, you know, one of the things that New England and the Raiders and the teams that that everything's different with protections at different teams. So what happens is in New England, the Belichickian approach is we set inside out. So what does that mean? That means we want everybody to run around the quarterback so the quarterback can step up into the pocket, so he can climb the ladder in the pocket and stay in there and throw. When a quarterback escapes early and starts to run before he has to run, the play breaks down, and all of a sudden the defense gains a huge advantage. So what, 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 what Sidm did last week was stay in the pocket, and then when he did have to move, you know he was able to keep his eyes down the field and make a throw and I think he was very comfortable within the offense, and so you know he needs to build on that he 's going to have to make some really good throws because the chiefs are going to play man to man they're going to be over or around they 're going to be in the face of the receivers. And they've got to do it. Uh, You know, Jacobs, I don't know how much he'll play today. I know he's kind of banged up, but he's a tough kid. They'll get the running game going. They've got to block Chris Jones inside. I mean, that's going to be the real issue. And it's funny, whenever I watch Chief tape, I marvel at how Chris Jones is offsides on almost every single play, but never gets called for You're so right about that. It's unbelievable.
3: You're so right It's about really that.
4: unbelievable. He's offsides every play. His helmet's in the neutral zone, and no one ever calls it. I I, I don't understand. He gains. And, and why is that so important? Because when you gain the line of scrimmage and you control the line of scrimmage like that, you have an advantage over the offensive linemen. So uh, that'll be a challenge. They're going to have to play as well as they did last week, uh, the Raiders, in their offensive line, if they're going to move the ball as effectively as they did against the 49ers. And I know this, the 49ers really were taken back by what happened last week. I don't think the 49ers expected Stidham to play like that, and I don't think the 49ers expected that offense to be as efficient against their defense as it was.
3: No, Stidham was coached up. They did a great job getting him ready to go. They played well against that 49er defense, which is the best in the league. Uh, Vegas, by the way, 5-1 ATS, their past six home games. They've covered at home, three straight covers at home, and this points to an over today. We'll get the total for you, but all five meetings between the Chiefs and Raiders since 2020 have gone over the total. And Vegas is 4-1 and ATS their past five games as a dog. So everything sets up for Vegas in this spot as a dog, and also the total right now sitting at 52.5 off the 50.5 opener. The market's looking for some points today.
4: Yeah, I think, that, I think, and I think that's right. I think it's going to be really challenging for the Raiders to slow down Mahomes, this is gonna be a red zone game for the Raiders, right? The last time they played they lost because they were four the the, the Chiefs were four for four in the red zone. Cost them the game. So the the, the, the Raiders are not gonna be able to hold them in the field, right? They're not gonna be able to play in the field as well as they need to play but they've got to be able to 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 stop Mahomes from moving around in the red zone buying more time and then making a play i mean when you break down the stats in the last game which is fascinating i mean the, the the chiefs both teams were only in 12 third downs they were only in 12 third downs so what that tells you is they were getting first downs and two downs and they were moving the football effectively. The, Ra- the Raiders were at 6.8 yards per play. I mean, they were making plays in the game. They just didn't finish the red zone one time. They didn't get down there in the red zone. And, and of course, naturally, they didn't stop the Chiefs from from handling the red zone either. And, and what, what kills you more than anything when you're playing against a team like this is the fact that you've got to be able to take advantage of Opportunities, especially when you get down there, because you're not going to beat the Chiefs 10-7. You know, you're not going to be able to do that. You've got to be able to find a way to to get the ball down the field and and convert touchdowns.
3: Speaking of taking advantage, longtime bettors know when you enter the final week of the regular season, you're looking for props that match up to contract incentives, right? And I'll get to some of those. I'll lay out the contract incentives that maybe you can hit a prop later today. But I will say this. Mahomes is 430 yards away from setting the single-season passing record, only Manning ahead of him. His uh, passing yard prop today set at 318.5. But the year from Mahomes has just been exemplary.
4: Yeah, I mean, 318.5, and in the last game, Patrick, he got 292 he threw the ball 43 times in that game for 292. Now, what the Raiders did a good job in that game is the only his longest pass play was 36 yards. So they didn't give up that one play drive for a score. So, But he was able to convert those red zones. And look, this, this Raiders secondary is going to struggle. There's no doubt about that. They're, they're going to have a hard time. They're going to have to play a lot of zone, reroute the receivers, and make him work the ball down the field, not give up a big play. But Mahomes' movement, his ability to change and slide in the pocket to create those big plays are always tough. And it's hard to get them on the ground. And, you know, last week against the the Broncos at home, you know, they were really moving the football. Then they stall out in the third quarter. They go three plays and out. And then they come back in the fourth quarter and put the game away. So, look, this is kind of the Chiefs, the way they play, you know. And even – even though we talk about Andy Reid doesn't like to run the ball, I mean, they have been running it more than they have typically. They have taken the opportunity to, to take what the defense has given them.
3: Okay, we'll circle back and get the Lombardi line on Chiefs Raiders. I want to move to Titans-Jags, and then we'll kind of – it's two games today, so we have plenty of time to stretch out. The Titans are 7-9, the Jags are 8-8. Eight and eight. The Jags, Michael, have won four in a row, 5-6 of six and 6-8 six of eight, to position themselves – uh, in a position to win their second division title since the turn of the century. Trevor Lawrence, they have the answer, correct? Let's start there. They have the answer at quarterback. They know he's a franchise kid moving forward. Are you good with that? Yeah, I think-
4: I think there's no doubt. I mean, look, he he has gotten better as the year went on. I think you have to almost dismiss last year, right? I think that the whole Urban Meyer, no offensive really, not understanding. Urban Meyer had no clue about pro football, what it takes, how to set an identity of offense, what he needed to do. And I think this year they've gotten – they've finally found that. And I think that, you know – One of the areas where Lawrence has improved on is his mechanics. He's kind of been more consistent with his delivery and his performance has has enhanced itself. I mean, last time they played the Titans, he only throws 12 incomplete passes. You know, and he made some incredible, incredible throws. He threw for 368 in the game. He throws for 368 in the game. And here's an important number to think about, Patrick. He throws for 368. The longest pass play of the day was 25 yards. So that's a lot of completions that are in that 20-yard big play range that don't go down the field. So he was accurate with the football, and he made those plays, and Ingram was the difference in the game. I mean, Evan Ingram, first-round pick of the New York Football Giants, was drafted as a tight end. He never was a tight end. He's a mismatch inside receiver. That's what he is. He's Marquise Colston, if you will, going back to days mm. when Sean Payton was in New Orleans, and that gives him an advantage, and he, and he made those plays. He was targeted 15 times. He had 11 receptions for 162 yards, you know, and and, and that's really what happened, and kirk added in it but it was lawrence's pinpoint accuracy that i think made the difference and let's be honest here the titans are up 14 to 7 in the game and they start turning the ball over and that's where they lost the game they moved the football against them they did they moved the football henry had 121 yards rushing he only had 17 carries i mean we lose sight of that i know the jags dominated the game but if you break the game down, this game really came down to the, the Titans' inability to hold on to the football. And I think if they do that today, it's going to be a close game.
3: Henry's going to be important. The Titans are a team that's lost six straight since a Thursday night win against Green Bay a week before Thanksgiving. Michael, think about this. The Titans are also starting their third quarterback in Joshua Dobbs, who joined the team four days before Christmas. What a spot for Vrabel.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, Vrabel knows, got to slow the game down, right? I mean, last time he played them, the Jags had the ball 33 minutes. That that, that, that doesn't work for them. He's got to have the ball 33 minutes, and his defense has got to play 27 minutes. I mean, let, the best way for Vrabel today is play less defense. He knows that, that Peterson isn't going to come out here and try to establish the running game. He knows Peterson's going to throw the football. It's going to be really important that his front, the four guys that rush, get pressure. That's going to be the key to the game. So he's going to treat this game a little bit like the way he played the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Pressure, drop coverage, play play drop seven, force them to have to try to run it.
3: Okay, Tennessee's lost six straight. They're also over those six. 0-5-1 ATS. They're catching six and a half down in Jacksonville today. When we come back, the Lombardi line. Let's get them for both Chiefs and Raiders, and then also Titans-Jags. Just getting started here on a Lombardi line on a Saturday.
1: To the Lombardi line on
0: vSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, wow, we've never had a special like this before in my four years. This is a pretty great deal. So, we always talk about becoming a vSIN pro. You can do it now for $9.99. Think about that you get everything Lombardi offers, you get all the free picks, which we email directly to you, you get the pro tools, including the splits. You get everything, including the guides for $9.99. It's introductory, so you get it for a month. There's no reason not to sign up right now for 9 bucks. Beeson.com slash subscribe. You get everything we offer along with 24-7 video channel, which you can just log on. It's so easy to access. Beeson.com slash subscribe. So right now, and this isn't going to last, $9.99 for a month. And you can decide what to do. It's that simple. Make money. You're gonna make more than nine ninety nine when you sign up for a month, I can assure you that. vison.com slash subscribe. Okay, we welcome yeah. you back here. Lombardi Live, I, I Michael Lombardi say this, there. Patrick. Yes, I mean,
4: I know we work for VEASAN, but I, I was on the website this morning. I, I don't think there's a better website for information and, and peeling back the layers without agenda than our website at VEASAN.com. I mean, it's incredible. It really is, and there's so much information there that as a better or as a consumer of trying to learn about the game and the games, and I mean that in a plural sense. I mean, you know, I, I, tend, I focus on football but because that's my area of expertise, but like JVT and basketball there 's so many at Matt humans in all sports, I mean Matt humans is truly the the expert in a lot of areas and, and a Mac it in so i I was going through it today and I thought to myself, man, this is a really, really good website that people need to utilize. It really will help and I say that as an employee of VEASAN, but I, I mean but I would go there even if i wasn't it 's really good and i don 't go to too many of those like i I try to stay away from it because i don 't want to get my mind. Kind of changed I, I look more at statistical sites than i do information sites but this combines both
3: clean interface humans is joining us in 28 minutes i would say this if websites at this point um, intimidate you go to vsin.com enter your email address and you get the daily newsletter from bill ad every day and what he does is he kind of categorizes the links so if you want to bet on the 146 basketball games today in college hoops We'll have picks right there categorized. So go over there and enter your email address. It's all free. And by the way, that nine we've never offered it before. So vison.com slash subscribe. Michael, the look ahead is also there. I always look forward to your article on Friday. Okay. And, and
4: we also will have, and you'll get Thomas Gables, who is really, really a sharp, sharp player. In well, he went who's...
3: 2-0 yesterday. I don't mean to interrupt yeah, you, but uh, he went 2-0 yesterday, and he just sent me over one, two, three, four picks which I sent to Elliot. I believe he received him. So those will be up. Thomas Gable's college hoops picks today. I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay. Let's do the Lombardi line because this is important. I know a, a lot of people wait to see the difference between your number and the market's number. And we'll start with the early game. Not so early, but Kansas City and Vegas. It's 9-9.5, nine, nine depending on what book you're betting and 52.5 on the total, so 99.5, and, and your number is what here for this game?
4: I have it at a 7.73 game, so that, that means there's an 0.438 room of wiggle. Now, on my game codes, which is significant too, because you've got to weigh those in, the Chiefs are one of the best teams in game codes, right? So they are in the top, they are in the top 12 in 14 categories, right? 14 out of 19, they're in the top 12. Really good. The Raiders are only good in in two of those categories. Now, the Raiders, the last ten, the last ten weeks, the last five weeks, have improved in a lot of areas offensively. They really have come a long way. So, with the game codes and that line, it's a little bit of a gray. I think the nine number would lean me to taking the Raiders. Nine and a half, obviously, would be better. But I do think when you're in these games, you know, I think the one thing you have to be really aware of is these. Divisional matchups. These, it, you know, the Raiders, Chiefs, the Broncos, Chiefs. The, you know, that they're a little because the teams know each other so well. It it just strictly isn't a numerical equation, right? You just it's hard to dominate a team you play twice, even when you're bad. I mean, I can remember going to Kansas City with a really bad team in 2002 or 2003, and our guys would play as well as they could play because it was the Chiefs, right? There was there was this. Hey, this is a rivalry game. And I think you have to weigh that a little bit into your handicapping.
3: And we also talked about divisional unders being a trend this year. However, with these two, the Raiders and Chiefs, the last five meetings have gone over. I'm expecting some points today. These are two yeah. pretty prolific offenses.
4: And so what, what helps an over? Like what makes an over kind of come through for you, right? And so to me... It's when you play a lot of man-to-man, like the Chiefs do, and you get a one-play 40-yard gain or a two-play 60-yard drive. So when you can beat man-to-man coverage and you can make a chunk play, what keeps unders in play? Zone, red zone defense, making you work the ball down the field, eating up a lot of play clock, right? That's how unders come into play. So Tennessee-Jacksonville, Tennessee's plan is today is to stay under. You know that number was. I think it's still forty. That 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 game plan is to stay under. That's. I mean, Vrabel's not thinking. I I want to be under forty. Vrabel's thinking more in terms of score. I need to win this game twenty seventeen. I need to win this game twenty one ten. I need to win this game. You know seventeen ten. That's how he's thinking. Whereas Peterson's thinking. I need to get to the twenty five twenty seven range. Force them to have to score. See the under and the overs by the book are numbers. The coaches think of it as, how do I want to play the game? Whereas the Raiders know going into this game today that they have to, they're not going to slow down this Chief team. If if they can hold the Chiefs into the 20s, that would be a miracle. But this could be a 35-31 game. And the Raiders probably know too they need the ball last to win the game.
3: Yep. Chiefs-Raiders, the Lombardi line says the wiggle points to the Raiders. I won't say if it's an official play. Now let's move to Tennessee, Jacksonville, and let's juxtapose the numbers. Tennessee, Jacksonville, right now. Jacksonville most shops showing a six and a half, favor- six and a half favoritism, uh, forty. You mentioned the low total points to the under. Let's get the number Lombardi line on Tennessee and Jacksonville.
4: Well, I had this. I have this as a, a as a seven point six two number, right? So, it, it, so it's. I'm a little bit. I would favor Jacksonville here, but once again. You know, when we go over the when we go over the game codes, this Jacksonville team has really improved over the last ten weeks, right? The last five weeks particularly. So Jacksonville's got is in the top twelve in ten of those game code areas that go towards winning. Tennessee's only in four, so there's a huge difference. And then you've got to weigh in the Joshua Dobbs factor, right? Can he do enough to help him win the game? And I think that's something you've got to really give a lot of consideration to. But I again. I'm going to go back to the divisional matchups. It's going to be hard. You know, it's hard, It's a hard game to play when you go through this, right? It's a hard game to, to beat another team, especially with a good coach like Rabel. Right? The last five weeks of the season, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are seventh in the league in terms of their ability to, uh, of, of their improvement. The last 10 weeks, they're ninth. And both areas, when you look at Tennessee, they're not. The last five weeks, Tennessee is 30th. And a lot of that has to do with a lot of injuries. So this is a one-game, really a one-game mentality for Vrabel. He's going to go into this thinking, this is our playoff game. This is our season. This is how we're going to build the 2023. We're going to build our season going forward, and we've got to do everything in our power to make it work.
3: It's going to be fascinating. By the way, just as an aside, I teased the conversation about Devontae Adams we, off, we often get caught up in recency bias and recency effect. He, this is one of the great talents we've seen at the, position, at the position. What he's done this year and some of the remarkable catches from Adams—he's a marvel. And I know your son loves working with him. He's a great guy in the locker room as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 you know, you know how good he was from Green Bay, but I haven't watched so much of him. I mean, his eye-hand coordination is just flat-out remarkable. You know, and and remember, I mean, I think they're going to beat. They might beat the Chiefs. There was a play in that Chief game. I don't know if you remember it on the Chief sideline, where it was ruled a catch, where they he got, they thought he got two feet in, but they re, they reversed the call. He didn't get the two feet in. He didn't get that second step in. He's been remarkable of being able to get his second step down on the ground. That was one of those he didn't. But but he made two big plays in this last game. He's he's unbelievable, and it shows you that that as a young if you're a young receiver you like it's not all about vertical speed it's about pace it's about body control it's about being able to go get that 50 50 ball and you get it they don't
3: just want to mention something you said about the jags and the total correlative betting oftentimes important if you do like the jags catching six and a half today i also would point to the under
4: yeah that's, I think, pardon think that's
3: me, right. Pardon, Michael, Michael I, pardon me. The Titans, if you like the catch, if you like taking the six and a half, yeah. also correlation to be right. the under there. I,
4: I think that's right. I think to me, and I say this all the time, I think you as a better must visualize what you think this score will be, right? And the reason the score was so big the other time was the Titans turned the ball over four times. I don't think they're going to allow themselves to turn it over four times. I think this passing game will be about six or eight plays. I think the run game will feature a lot of different kind of runs within their framework. I think you'll see it now how Mike Caldwell, the defense coordinator for Jacksonville, adjust his game plan to these runs. But, but Henry had 127 yards running against them last time. He's going to, and only I think 17 carries, he's going to get 25 carries
3: again doesn't always work out but correlation if you take the dog generally points to the under if you like the favorite you go over we like Vrabel in this spot catching the 6.5 under that 40 like it and Joshua Dobbs Michael you said it that was essentially getting ready against the Cowboys and he played pretty well when we return Jack Johnson's going to join us
0: At luckylandslots.com.
2: Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group, void were prohibited by law. 18 plus turns and conditions apply.
4: You're listening to the Lombardi line on VCN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi.
0: Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk. With BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA, place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more. And if you miss one leg, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. Just opt in with the promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With the one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt in the promotion, then place a one-game parlay in the NBA, four legs or more. Make sure you check it out, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. You've got to be 21 years or older. Okay, Lombardi line on a Saturday as we welcome you back. A doubleheader today, final weekend of the NFL regular season. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. As we do on Saturdays, we're going to head out to the Bow, Beau, Beau Ravage down in Biloxi, Mississippi. He runs the race in Sportsbook. He's Carl Johnson. And right before we started, I don't know, Michael, if you heard it, but Carl is fired up because we yeah. have got the national championship game coming up on Monday, of course, TCU in Georgia, at SoFi, which is about eight miles down the road from me. But, Carl, can you talk about the controversy before the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're not going to allow tailgating at a football game. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, I, I all I can say, Patrick, is that type of stuff like that would not it, – it, it could not happen down here. It would be, you know, just uh, – uh it just would not have religious
4: it would be sacrilegious yeah. is what it would be i mean you know tailgating football in the south i mean that goes hand in hand why is that carl what's the what's the rationale
1: behind it i mean they so they say that there's not enough parking spot or parking area now, i've never been to sofi but they say that there's not enough area where they can allow the tent structures and stuff like that and still have flow of traffic so i but, I, I, look, every tailgate I've ever been to, there is no flow of traffic. You get in there, <laughs> I mean, I you know, yeah, it's just a big party. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, how, what What are you supposed to do before you go to a football game? Just get out your car walk into the stadium? I mean, I've never done that before, never.
3: Well, one thing I can say, Millie, Millie Lombardi can, can corroborate. When we went to the Raiders-Rams game, you the, the parking lot's so big at SoFi, you lose like 10 pounds by the time you get to the stadium. So trust me, there's plenty of room for tailgating. I have no clue why they're not allowing it, Carl. Speaking of the game, TCU-Georgia, TCU's taking money, right? Because I see a couple of shops all the way down to 12.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have, Patrick. I mean, we opened here uh, 13 and a half. And I actually, I think uh, uh, the look ahead before that was around 15. Uh, we opened at 13 and a half, 62 and a half. We're at uh, 12 and, a half, 63 and a half right now. And TCU is getting the bets here. They're uh, 68% of the money, uh, 75% of the ticket count, you know, and and, and look, uh, you, you know, I, I, I was kind of, when I, when I seen them play Michigan, I mean, Michael will know more about this. You know, he's got those those industry eyes for football, but to me, it looks like they dominated the, the line of scrimmage there. I mean, I was amazed at how they were able to run the football, and and they just, you know, it looked like they punched Michigan in the mouth. What do you think?
4: I I thought what they did a great job of, well, we knew Michigan going into the game was not a great pass rush team, just like Georgia's not a great pass rush team. And I think ultimately they did a wonderful job of protecting Dugan, and then he made some really great throws. I mean, he really did a hell of a job. And so, you know, I think they took advantage of the weakness of Michigan's team just like they're going to have to take advantage of the weakness of a very good Georgia team. I mean, I think that's what Ohio State did, too. Ohio State took advantage. Their receivers were better than the Georgia corners. And yeah. if you want to play man-to-man against them, you've got to make sure you can hold up. And I think TCU's receivers are going to be better than the Georgia corners. So I do think this will. Now, I think Georgia's going to take a different approach in the game. I think Georgia's going to slow the game down. I think Georgia's going to try to run the ball. Michigan couldn't run the ball. They were too much spread, too much RPO runs. I think you'll see Georgia in more of a Agreed. conventional pro set run the ball. See if they can slow this game down a little bit and keep their defense off the field.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, I, so I think that I think that thought process is correlating with the sharp play. You know, I think what they're doing is you, they, they know just based on what, uh, you know, we've seen the last week and a half or so in college football with these high-scoring games, the public is going to play this over. And those sharps, you know, they haven't hit this yet, but they know that that total is going to climb, and I would suspect that once we get to around 64 64 and a half, they'll pop the under. uh yeah. and, and with uh, with TCU getting the points uh you, you know and, and getting the bets, um I, I look for them to pop that Georgia line once it gets down just a little bit also.
4: Yeah, I, I think well that's put. right, Patrick. I think he's right. I think the I think this under is gonna be more. I think the one thing that I, I think you have to take in consideration before you place a bet here is what Kirby Smart talked about. After the Ohio State game, the euphoria of the moment, the misfield goal, you know, and he was not in that moment of, oh, wow. He knows he played a very bad game defensively, and he knows he got really lucky to win that game. Now, luck and, you know, they won. But I never heard a coach on the platform talking about how bad we played defensively. You know, I, usually they enjoy the moment and they talk to their team about it afterwards. So I, I think this is a lot of motivation in this, and I think Kirby's game plan is going to take off of from what Michigan did. And try to change it. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how TCU adjusts to that.
3: Yeah, them boys got a tongue lashing from Kirby after the Ohio State win. That's for sure. Okay, let's yeah. transition. That's coming up on Monday. Who are they betting today in the doubleheader NFL-wise? Let's start with Kansas City, Vegas. I got nine, nine and a half. Where are you sitting at the bow, Carl?
1: Yeah, we opened here nine and a half, 53, Patrick. Uh, right now we're at eight and a half and uh, and fifty-two and a half. Uh, Raiders getting the money here um, you know that's uh, that's a lot of points in this rivalry uh, Raiders uh, getting 65% of the money uh, about 55% of the ticket count right now yeah and
4: I, I want to break the news to all our listeners out there and I'm sure Mike Palm will want to know this too but we're going to get a full dose of we're going to get a full dose of Scott Novak today and you know that's that, just just hold on just hold on I'm not going to complain just hold on that's, that's going yeah. to be a wild go- you're
3: gonna ride. Yeah. It's going to be wild ride.
4: That flag's going to be out there. And, and Scott Novak is not good to the home team. I'll just say that.
3: Okay. <laughs> good good to note. And then finally, we've got to win your in, win the division, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Six and a half mostly, I'm seeing with Jacksonville laying it, Carl.
1: Yeah, we opened uh, six and a half, and, and, and that line has been pretty stagnant um, all week, Patrick. Um, the only thing that's moved on it. Is we opened at thirty-eight and a half, and right now we're at forty. Uh, wow! I mean, what can you say? You know, the Jaguars. I mean, uh, look, uh, you can say what you want, but you know, I can remember, you know, for, for years this team wasn't hardly ever bet. Uh, but uh, this year they've been one of the betting favorites out there for the for the public and the sharps as well. You know, uh, what it what a difference leadership makes here. Uh, they're on the right path. Uh, this is going to be a good football game. Um, you know but uh, the titans are getting a little bit bad here it's about 52 percent of the money and the ticket count is even at about 50 percent
4: yeah I, I mean i think to me we're going to find out how good this tennessee defense is and, and if they can hold up and you know they they typically during the course of the season they have kind of early in the year they played better the course of the season they did now look they got joshua dobbs so they should be able to play better in the back end that's the weakness of this team is to attack them in the passing game And I don't think Tennessee's going to go all out on that. I think Tennessee's going to be conservative, which is, I think, why the under's really strongly in play. Well,
3: we know there's going to be – go ahead, Carl, please.
1: I was just going to say, I mean, uh, you guys will know more about this than me probably, but haven't the Jaguars been one of the teams this year that's had, you know, the least amount of injuries?
4: Yeah, they have. I mean, Walker's been hurt, and they've had some guys in their secondary beat up, but but they have been able to stay together as a team in that offensive line. I think they they lost a the guy two weeks ago, but other than – they lost a left tackle two weeks ago, and they put Walker Little in the kid from Stanford. But other than that, they've been fairly healthy. ATN's been in and out of the lineup. But, look, the, the whole key to this team has been their ability to – to play the way Lawrence has really developed and has improved. I mean, since the Raider game, they have been really good. Now, they go to Kansas City. They weren't in that game. And the Lions, that that was a close game at the half until the Lions blew them out in the second half. Lions put 40 on them. I mean, this defense is vulnerable if you can throw the ball. That's not Tennessee's game, though.
3: Yep, Jags have been relatively healthy. They've won six of eight down the stretch and an opportunity to make the postseason. No tailgating at the national championship game, but I'm guessing tailgating at the Beau Rivage for you, Carl Johnson, today.
1: Oh, always. Look, Look, I'm, I'm not going to be left without my food, baby. Uh, we're going to do some uh, pulled pork sandwiches, uh, baked beans and potato salad here later on at Jig Jacks. You got to I think, that. Michael, you gotta, I
3: think that's the first time we heard the word salad uttered with that question. Yeah. Isn't I mean, it? i, mean, I we hear potato back. salad.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not green salad, it's potato salad. Yeah it's, oh, it's a, it's yeah, it's
3: a carb salad, but it, it, it is a salad nonetheless. He's Jick Jack yeah. Johnson, of course. Who doesn't need more Twitter. mayonnaise?
1: Who doesn't need more mayonnaise in
3: their life,
4: right? <laughs> I think
3: I think, I think think the answer is all of us. Uh, of course, Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter. <laughs> one more is the podcast. Beau Ravage, stop by and get a picture. Thanks, Carl. Have a great day. You
1: guys have a good one. Thank we'll you, Carl. You
3: later. Circuit Invitational.
0: And our guy Matt Eumens joins us next.
4: slash iHeart.